This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show, a podcast about news, politics, pop culture, current events, and whatever else people are talking about these days. With your host, Adam Todd Brown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show, a podcast about news, politics, pop culture, current events, whatever I want to talk about. It's my goddamn show. And speaking of that, joining me as co-host this week, Ooh, my favorite co-host of all. No co-host, but Jeff will be back <laughs> next week. And I do have a couple of guests. Case in point, Kim Crawl is here. Hi, everybody. Everyone Hi. knows Kim. She's on the <laughs> podcasts all the time. Uh, she yeah. was on the 500th episode, in fact. It was. The, like, four-parter, right? It was a two-parter, but oh. those two parts were both around two and a half hours each oh it's very long it's very fun hey also here eric barnes how's it going Hello. oh it goes whether i like it or not so far it's okay <laughs> this morning well, well that's see. good yeah i uh, really liked that answer i'm going to use it it goes whether if i like it or not <laughs> i mean it's fine as long as you credit me at eric w barnes ha every, every time, time. Say it. every yeah, time every single every time, time. Confuse it, everyone I interact with. Listen, you, Adam, you know this by now. It's called branding. Uh, so got it. True, true. Unfortunately. Oh, hey, speaking of branding, right up top, I'm just so I don't have to record an ad about it at the beginning. We have a new store now. If you go to you don't show dot link slash store, you can get shirts. We got some, some you don't even like this shirt shirts. And, uh, <laughs> You can buy cards from me and Jeff's pack breaking videos, and you can also buy a hard drive that has every episode of every unpopular opinion podcast ever on it. It's called the Unpops Forever Drive, and uh, go check all that out, please. There's only four of those hard drives left as we record this. So anyway. Wow. Wow. Right? So uh, let's get to this week's topic, yeah? We're talking about... A thing that happens sometimes when you're a comedian where you, you do a bit and then someday that bit just comes to life. And that has happened for me with the Titan submersible disaster. At the end, we'll get to why this is a joke come to life for me. Oh, so uh, you've been Simpsons. Yeah, oh, I like that. I mean, I don't mean to be insensitive about it, but it's going to get a little insensitive at the end. In the meantime... Yeah. We will treat this as the disaster that it is. Is everyone familiar with this story? How can you not be? I Yeah, it's yeah. everywhere. It's kind of unavoidable. <laughs> yeah. I know more now, though, researching yeah. for this. I knew I, I knew very little of it. I knew more of it, like the, the jokes people were making and then the anger people were having about the jokes and then the down the middle of like explaining why there's jokes. You know, like I know that was unavoidable unavoidable for me but mm -hmm. yeah well yeah. yeah it's yeah it spiraled into a uh debate over comedy theory and so on and when is the right time what is punching down and et cetera, et cetera. but that's that is I mean, navel gazing and masturbatory for yeah, people to an in extent, our that, that's our own it, fault for being yeah, on social yeah. media too much yeah like no, I, I haven't I haven't really had any of those debates, but it's because no one is on Blue Sky, which is the only social yeah. media app I'm really using right yeah, now. Keep keep rubbing it in, Adam. I'm... Didn't you promise me a referral? Like a, your like third referral, you get one every few weeks. I haven't checked. I don't know if I have more. <laughs> I might. We are again talking about the Ocean Gate Titan submersible. It was a tourist craft that was taking five people 
to view the wreckage of the Titanic when it catastrophically imploded, killing everyone on board. There were five people, Hamish Harding, a British businessman and explorer, Shazada Dawood, a Pakistani billionaire, and his son, Suleiman Dawood, French diver, Paul-Henri Nargiolet, who is a renowned Titanic expert, and Stockton Rush, the Ocean Gate CEO and founder, who has a really cool name. I will give him credit Stockton? for that. Stockton, Stockton Rush is cool No, you got to cool take the whole package. The, the, who is the name of the, the English businessman again? The English businessman, Hamish yes. Harding? Yeah, Hamish Harding sounds, yeah, that, that does sound like a British adventurer from a pulp novel. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. these were pretty great names. So good yeah, for them. This was a know? fictional film instead of a thing that happened in real life. That guy's name would still be Hamish Harding. I mean, if this was a fictional film, there would be some writer that would be like, hold on, these names are way too out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They're not believable enough. We got to get a Timothy or a Smith somewhere thrown in. And as we'll get to later, they'd probably also be like, no one would ever believe someone would get on this thing. Yeah. There's no way we can make this movie. Yes. This, yeah. It's beyond belief. This is too low budget to shoot to be (laughs) believable. Yeah. But also, Mm -hmm. before we get to that, let's talk about this craft. It's a submersible. And I know people at home are like, isn't that just a submarine? No, they would call it a submarine (laughs) if it was a submarine. Why do you think they call it a submersible? The difference. I didn't know the difference. I didn't either, but it turns out the difference is a submersible lacks the power reserves of a submarine. So whereas a submarine can get underwater and travel on its own for a long, long time without Mm -hmm. any help, what they were doing here when it says they were going out to the wreckage of the Titanic, they were taking a boat out to where the general area of where the wreckage of the Titanic is. And then this thing was dropped from that boat. A submersible needs a support vessel to launch it and retrieve it. It can't like travel places on its own. So that's the difference. Oh, so it's an anchor. (laughs) A little bit. Yeah. It's just an anchor. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah, it's an anchor with people in it. Yeah, but I don't yeah. understand is these people have a, so much money. Why didn't they just get a submarine? Why did I, they get on this? I imagine a submarine, like we're saying, well, you have so much money. Why not just get that? That's a different level of having money. Like there's submarines yeah. that run on nuclear power. Like that's not that's Uh-oh. not going to be a thing you pick up at your yeah, local RV store. These were multi-millionaires. They weren't <laughs> billionaires. I'm going to level with you. I know very little about submarines and these submersive are... apparatuses. Really? Because I booked you specifically for your submarine yeah, yeah. knowledge. My yeah, expertise. You got a degree in oceanography for <laughs> yeah. God's Kim. Way back when I booked you on this podcast and the thing we're talking about had yet to happen, I was mm. still booking you for your submarine knowledge. Oh, fuck. I've let you down again. Yeah, yeah you blew you it. Were but coral crab Kim Crawl, for God's sakes. <laughs> what did you call me? You heard me, Coral Crab Kim Crawl. I want to be called that for the rest of my life. Oh, just either that, or Kim, either that or Kim Crawlfish. Hey. Ah. Kids, got, kids got jokes. <laughs> so, this ship, the Titan Submersible, it began trials in 2018 made its first actual trip in 2021. It made 10 dives in 2022, not all to the Titanic, but the fact that it made those 10 dives is going to be very important when we talk to James Cameron later. Mm -hmm. The ticket price to get on this thing, $250,000. It was billed as, quote, a chance to step outside of everyday life and discover something truly extraordinary. That's so much money. You can probably have three of those experiences minimum with that amount of money, save for this one. Yeah. A chance to live outside of your date. That's, oh, so a vacation. Yeah, that's a trip to Thailand. Yeah. Like travel around the world. Uh, Like if you're just backpacking and not, you know, not, slum you don't even have to slum it you can just go around the world for 250k you can make that work you can visit everywhere yeah yeah you could do so much with that why visit something that is literally just going to be photos that's literally all it is i mean i i not not to spoil or anything you get to look out of a porthole and you're done 
And you're like, oh, that's the Titanic. I've seen this. I've seen National Geographic. Yeah. James Cameron can be my best friend if I want it to, if I want him to for 250K. So anyway, uh, I feel like I'm jumping ahead. I feel like if there was like a James Cameron edition of this trip, it would be more than 250K. If you had Cameron down there with you. Oh, yeah. No, it'll be more than 500K for that minimal. No, I what I, what I mean it. is like James Cameron could be like, oh, here are the pictures that I took yeah. when I yeah. did the yeah. thing. And all I would, uh, oh, you want the porthole experience? Here, put your head into this glass tube and I'll put up the photo. And I'd show up there's your experience. As, I'd show up dressed as one of those blue fucks from Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> show that oh. tail, Cameron. <laughs> I just pictured uh, you in my head no, with blue face. like <laughs> Still all fat and hairy and shit. <laughs> He's like, Adam, what you is happening up, right now? <laughs> Adam, if you and I were to dress up as Navi, Poopoo would be like, what the fuck are these Smurfs doing here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why are those Smurfs so sparkly? Yeah. Everyone's so confused. Why are they trying to why are they trying to fuck these things with their hair? I don't Why do those this. Smurfs have yellow eyes? Those guys drink too much. Yeah. <laughs> so the Titan Submersible, it started its final voyage on June 18th, which was a Sunday. 9 a.m. And my birthday. Oh, happy birthday to Kim. Thank you. Happy birthday. We got five millionaires on a ship for you. (laughs) It was 9 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. It lost contact with its support ship at 11.47 a.m. When it failed to resurface as scheduled at 6.10 p.m., a search and rescue effort was launched. That might seem like a long time to wait, but... We're going to talk about this system they had to communicate with the ship in a little bit. And when we do, you'll understand why it was very common that this system would like malfunction. There's a journalist who went on this exact same voyage who people have interviewed after this happened. And he was like, yeah, when I went down there, the communication system went out for like three hours and we were just sort of lost at sea for a little bit. So they were probably assuming the same thing that, okay, well, the system is down again, but surely everything's fine. Yeah. And then 6.15 PM rolls around. That's when they're supposed to reemerge and they did not. And that's when they started the rescue operation. That's kind of a short trip though. Right? Like, like, like the original schedule time, like they left at 9 AM and they were going to be back at 6 PM. That's like a work day. I thought it would be more than that. Well, for one thing, we've been talking about like what, this experience really is and you just go down to the ocean floor and you go yeah yep there's the titanic so there it uh, is well time to go yeah yeah i really thought it was more until i read that and i'm like that i like googled for a while get on and check out the ballroom and shit like you're just down there apparently the the whole round trip down to the titanic and back up to the surface took about eight hours and that's what i was so confused about when I first heard this story, because on the one hand, I read that the wreckage of the Titanic was like 6,000 nautical miles or something. It's like way out there. Yeah. And then on the other hand, I read that this submersible goes three miles per hour once it really gets pumping. And I was like, how does this trip work? And it's because there's another boat that they just drop it from. So it takes eight hours to get from the surface of the ocean down to the Titanic where no man should be. And then back up to the surface and apparently also when you sign up for this you get on this boat and you go out to the wreckage area and you're there for multiple days and they try to get down to the titanic multiple times and usually fail the journalist who they interviewed who had been on this i think mentioned that like one out of five times it works and the other times they just have to give up what a wonderful rate and what worth a, all that money what yeah, i was gonna say what a value for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. you don't just get one trip to the titanic you also get four failed trips to the titanic mm-hmm. so it dropped that, that. i'm understanding they go out and then they try and drop it down and four out of the yeah, five tough. times they have to come back up and then the fifth and then they like finally succeed that's not going a hard, to- fast number it's not that it fa- they have yeah. baked into the process that you have to fail four times. They well, just no, I know, usually but on these trips, they have to try multiple times to actually get down there. Yeah. 
It's one so I'm out sure of there's five some average. trips where it took like one out of three times, but mm-hmm. it yeah, fails yeah. more often than it doesn't fail. Yeah, which is totally why this should be a business. The Indeed, more yeah. I learn about this story, the more my brain can't wrap its head around it. I mean, it's because we're not rich. Yeah. Like there's so I many feel- things rich people do that we could there's, never wrap our heads around. I, 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 I want to preface everything I say from here on out that the yes, this is a tragedy. These are people. And yeah. Hu- and obviously these and, you know, there's human life involved. But a lot of this could have been prevented if there wasn't some form of millionaire hubris involved. Mm-hmm. It's asinine. I'll I'll just say yeah. it. <laughs> just it's it. it's hard to feel sorry, but it is like they are humans. It's hard to because it is like they're people, their children starving, and yeah, well, I I feel like as long as you're a normal person, you can find room in your heart for both of those. Agreed things. to exist. Agreed. The, yeah, agree. Like this is obviously a tragedy. It's made even worse by the fact that there was, I mean, not a child, but there was a very young dude. Yeah. An 18 year old kid, this ship who had his whole fucking life ahead of him. And we'll talk about his story a little more in a minute. It's like double tragic. Mm -hmm. And like any situation like this is obviously very bad and and a huge disaster. But as we get further into this, and especially when we talk about the last thing, keep that two hundred and fifty thousand dollar ticket number in mind. Keep that in mind and also keep in mind. These people knew what they were facing. Yeah. You obviously weren't going to do this and have it not be a risk of some sort. No. There were several red flags that were ignored, blaring ones. But uh, Right. Yeah. And so once they realized the Titan was missing, it was really a race against time because there's 96 hours of available oxygen inside the Titan submersible. And that's all dependent on like the breathing rate of everyone on the sub. Like if you got one motherfucker just like hyperventilating, you know, you're going to have to kill him. Otherwise everyone else is <laughs> and eat him. Him. Yeah. Yeah. You might have to eat him depending on how long you get stuck. I feel, down like, there. I feel like right away you eat him just to get it out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> you <Anyone> hungry? <laughs> yeah. I could go for a pre eat. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. And so the, the problem was, the search area they had to deal with was about the size of Connecticut, which that I don't quite understand because it seems like the support vessel went right to where the Titanic was. Yeah. So wouldn't you just search down there? Straight down? Yeah. One, one would think, unless there's like some form of drift that we're unaware of, yeah. like underneath like through currents and stuff. But even, yeah, that- so, even so, there's not enough slack or whatever yeah. it is they do to connect it to that's the size of Connecticut. It's the ocean. You know what I mean? So that doesn't surprise me, the size of Connecticut. Like, we don't have a lot of business going as deep as we keep thinking we should. Like, it's a whole other oh, that's, world. That's a thing you know I what? talk about all the time. The ocean can kiss my ass. I mean, it's beautiful, and we need it, and the things in there matter. But also, the things in there own it. Like, the yeah. ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ocean is the- theirs. It belongs to the fishes and the aliens. And, and the killer wells are proving us right. And also yeah. Mother Nature is just like hurricanes and just, I mean, like the ocean has yeah. taken itself back. We yeah. do not belong in that world. I don't know why oh. we keep fucking with it. Atheist or not, you don't piss off Poseidon. That's it. No. No. But also it was pretty clear right away that this was not going to be a rescue mission, especially once the Navy stepped in and they were like, uh, we actually picked up the sound of either an explosion or an implosion right around the exact same time that you reported this vessel missing. So people knew, like they knew mm-hmm. it wasn't going to be good. And even then I saw a news segment where they were interviewing someone. And I think it was Lester Holt on NBC news. I still watch local and nightly news. Like I'm 75 years old. Good. For and you. he was like, so if you find them, then what? Like, is there any conceivable way that you're going to be able to rescue these people? Because one of the things that comes up in the notes when you get in this thing, you are bolted in from the outside, obviously, and they use 17 bolts to seal this door shut. So it's not like and even then, if you could open the door, it's not like you're going to want to do that. You're not going to be able yeah. to with all that pressure on it. Like, Can't do so it in the ocean. Think, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what short of like 
Yeah, like Aquaman fucking swimming down there and just picking this vessel up whole cloth and bringing it to the surface. I don't know what they expected was going to happen. I don't know what they expected was going to happen, but this is just one of those situations in which I can sort of understand that you have to say at this point, at this time, we're looking with this is a rescue mission and all that type of stuff as a means to just quell panic for one and for two. Yeah. You can't. It's one of those. Well, what do we do when we get it? It's like, well, let's. We can't. We can't answer that question until we get there. Let's if we get, it. get yeah. there. So yeah. It's, so and it's 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 no win regardless. And of the, your method. The people who were familiar with the Titan would have already known because one of the things I read. I don't think I put this in the notes, but one of the safety mechanisms it had in place was when it got to the bottom of the ocean there were these hooks that kept it attached to whatever anchored it down. And those hooks dissolve over time. And the reason they dissolve over time is if you get down there and something happens and everyone is unconscious, you're still eventually going to float back up to the top once oh. those hooks dissolve. So I imagine once that part didn't happen, they were like, yeah, this is, yeah. This is a different thing. I'm just thinking, like, did they know that they were lost? You know, I mean, I, this is like answers that we'll never be able to get. But it's just it is like the human part of me is just like, how fucking scary. We do kind of know the answer to that, because after it was found on Thursday, June 22nd, there was a debris field that they found like 1600 feet from the wreckage of the Titanic. And that's when we found out that the way everyone died was a catastrophic implosion. Tom Detweiler, an ocean explorer and friend of one of the people killed, describes a catastrophic implosion as, quote, just like a light switch was switched off. They didn't even realize what was happening. They didn't suffer. That makes me feel better about what happened. But yeah. I also wonder, was there like noise? Like, did they start hearing? Yeah, like, like was, did there, it, was there... Was there like any leading kind of up like to it. indication that it was going to happen? Because yeah. it's good to know that like when it happened, it was quick and they didn't suffer because the other alternative was, well, they're just going to be down there and they're going to run out of oxygen and slowly suffocate, which mm -hmm. that would have been pretty uh, brutal. But yeah, that's my question. I know that that's how they that that, it, that they say it was pretty quickly and it was very painless. But I mean, leading up to it, did they have any idea that they were lost, that they couldn't, that there was no, you know? Yeah. Did like, they, that, did they consciously know that they were going to die? Yeah. Dying. That's a thing we're never going to be told. There's a similar question with the space shuttle challenger, where if you go back and watch the footage of that, all the stuff that explodes is not the part where the astronauts were the part where the astronauts were, very slowly and painfully falls to the ocean for like two and a half minutes. And there is some school of thought that they were alive that whole time that it was falling. If you were to close your eyes right now and try to count to two and a half minutes, you'd probably open them after like 75 seconds. That's such yeah. a long, so long time to be in a situation like that. So for their sake, I hope that's not true. Or I hope the conspiracy is true that that was all faked and there's just they're just all still alive. And yeah, in this case, I hope there was no like forewarning of yeah. that yeah. implosion. Because that would I hope really they were just like, ooh, we're going to the Titanic. And then boom. Yeah. yeah. Which it sounds Let's... like it could have been that too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Jesus Christ. Comedy podcast. Hey. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So now let's talk about the Titan submersible itself and 
what it was like inside that thing. Obviously, Ocean Gate started getting a lot of scrutiny after this story broke. And one of the things that came up immediately, this vessel that cost $250,000 to board was controlled by a video game controller. I believe an Xbox controller. And Probably their argument... cat's bullshit. Oh, like argument, literally? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, their argument isn't terrible. They're like, listen, it works and it's very easy to replace. So right. what's your problem? And I guess, but... Eh, mm. <laughs> yeah, like... I mean, good for if you. I got on a, if um, I got on a no. ship and the pilot no. was like operating it with a, a mouse, I'd be like, no, this that's not how these work, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. where they're like, we're going to bolt you in now. Point yeah. of hubris number yeah. one. Um, that's okay. As soon We're as gonna... I read that. I'm like, why? Why would I, anyone agree to any of that? Um, why would anyone agree to go on it for one? Why would anyone pay to go on it for two? Yeah, uh, we're gonna bolt you in and just uh, start up the engine here, and then it's like yeah, the, yeah. the fucking dial tone from dial up internet or something. Like, what yeah. is this? Bam! Yeah. I tried you to do the, the dial. You hear the Halo <laughs> theme play? That was perfect. Thank you. Also, the only form of communication with the support ship was this like jerry-rigged text messaging system. Red flag. It's uh, hubris too. <laughs> because if I was in the bottom of the ocean, I know the first thing I'd think is, oh, my phone still works. Like, yeah. Yeah, no. My phone doesn't work if I go to the wrong 7-Eleven. Yeah, and we're relying on text messages at the bottom of the ocean. Phones don't work in basements. Basements. Yeah. And that's not even below sea level. So, just... yeah. No. Uh, no. 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 Also, everyone had to everyone had to sit on the floor, which mm -hmm. I wouldn't get in your van if you told me I had to sit on the floor, much <laughs> less take an eight hour trip to the bottom of the ocean. No. Was the floor carpeted or did they have like some kind of padding or was it just like a like a basement hard floor? I'm pretty sure it was just a all I know is this floor. is that all I know is this is that if your accommodations are less than fucking spirit airlines. Yeah, the answer's no. And okay. all this was in the thing that they had to sign too, right? It was like, yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah. But unlike a lot of their competitors, yes, there are more of these. Why the Titan did have a bathroom. Most of them don't have bathrooms. That's wild. Most of them don't have bathrooms, but also you're on a ship that is 22 feet by nine feet by eight feet. The bathroom is in the front as if that makes a difference in a room that size. And there's only a curtain that separates you from the rest of the people. The captain does turn up onboard music while you're in there. But also, if you're the person who gets on there and decides to take a shit, you're going to get murdered. That's basic tour bus rules. You I have a couple of questions. Tour bus. I also have a couple of questions, but go ahead, Kim. What? First, first of all, I would definitely be the one that pooped on there because I have nervous poop problems. So I would be nervous and I would be like, I have diarrhea, guys. Sorry. Um, two, what music was the guy playing? That's my question. Like what? Yeah. Was it his playlist? Was he like, I made a bathroom playlist, everybody. I'm really proud of it. Like people are about their like specific playlists or was he I'm just sure like, a, I'm sure it's a thing that changes on the fly. Like, a, or was it like a boombox? Because they don't like how we listen to like music now is like we need the internet sometimes. Calling back to okay, uh, well, you don't need the internet to listen to music. Like at no point have you needed the internet. Does he to bring a wham? I I hope if he use iTunes maybe. Deep, I, I hope a, deep in the wreckage, you know. Yes, I'm making light of this tragedy. I hope deep in the wreckage they find like a wham uh cassette and just a yeah. regular ass. Tape recorder, boombox. I want it to be a boombox, yeah. Because I mean, you need the internet to. for Bluetooth to get in a it's speaker. Not, it's not internet, Kim. They don't have the internet. Yeah, They're not. not no. up That's what I'm saying. How do they play the music? Physical music. I have like a, a CD player right over there. Like on the radio? It is a valid question. Kim, you were, you, you were born in the 80s. Music has been a non-internet entity in your lifetime. I know, but now people just use like Bluetooth. I don't. This is a submersible controlled by a video game controller. You don't think they have access to a regular ass boombox or that's, as that's what I'm saying. Did they bring out, in like, a boombox? They just have a boombox sitting there. I just, I just, I just, I just believe, are you so hung up on this? 
Of course, you just brought in like a boombox or something. Yeah. How loud are you peeing that you need music? Listen, Kim, here's what <laughs> happened. They brought in a boombox. It's powered by batteries. It's a cassette player. They put in some wham. And so that way you can wake him up before you go, go. And that is the perfect mm. thing to pass really, shit to. That was really good. That was really Thank good. Thank you. Yeah. They did also comedian man. <laughs> <laughs> they did also encourage passengers to restrict their diets so as to avoid having to use the bathroom which that is the polite thing you don't you don't shit yeah. in an environment like that what if you have no option though you can't and you, you don't can't tell people go on the titan submersible yeah yeah i wouldn't that's go another on that that's anymore. another red flag if you have ibs don't go on the titan submersible uh, you should go not. regardless but that's yet another reason well, they have yeah. a version that's for those situations. It's called the Titan IBS. Mm. And it's just one where everyone who well, is going to have to shit just goes up down at the same time. In fact, it's My powered brain just by really? it. It's, it's waste powered, like methane powered. <laughs> so, yuck, but yes. <laughs> also, before riding aboard the Titan, passengers were required to sign a waiver that the same journalist I mentioned who had been on this before, and we'll link to his interview in the show notes. He said the waiver you sign would make your toes curl and described it as, quote, a list of eight paragraphs about all the ways you could be permanently disabled or killed. So that's one thing to keep in mind when we're talking about how much of a tragedy this is. Yes, it is. But also the people who went on this ship knew what they were facing. Yeah. yeah like that's yeah. that's. Yeah. Like this was. This was a choice. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, no. All these red flags that we're mentioning, they're not just red. They are on fire. Yeah. Well, especially the part where this vessel also was not certified by any kind of regulatory body, which I'm sorry, that would be such a deal breaker for me. And people knew that. Like there was yeah. all this controversy about that this whole time. So people knew that. And this is a quote from Ocean Gate. I think in like 2019, when people asked about why there was no regulatory body approval, here's the quote, bringing an outside entity up to speed on every innovation before it is put into real world testing is anathema to rapid innovation. Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsie. Yeah. And Jesus. It seems like ignoring and disregarding safety and quality checks and concerns is going to be an ongoing facet of this story because it already is. Case in point, after this incident happened, a Las Vegas man who turned down two seats on the Titan for him and his son shared a bunch of text messages he'd received from Stockton Rush, making all these wild claims about how safe this thing was. Guy's name was Jay Bloom. He said Stockton Rush was trying for months to get him and his son to be a part of this trip. And one of his claims was that it was safer than flying in a helicopter or scuba diving. False. And it's like, you've taken this thing down like 10 times. There's no yeah, way yeah. you could know that. Oh, we made it to double digits safely. That makes it <laughs> that makes it okay. Hooray. And actively didn't get it or regulated by any outside ent entity. Like yeah. all sorts of things. Yeah. Do you want to hear something really dumb real quick sure. that I'm embarrassed about? I thought Ocean Gate up until a few days ago was just what we were calling it, like how we call it Deflate Gate. Like how like how there's like <laughs> this whole time I thought we just like called it Ocean Gate. I was like, well, that's pretty insensitive. You know what, Kim? To your, <laughs> to your point, that's another red flag. They should poor branding. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like reading the notes and I was like, oh, that's the name of the company. Ocean Gate. Ocean Gate. We're going to be a scandal someday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's a hundred percent. This whole time, I thought, but it was also, just what we were nicknaming the whole Ocean thing. Gate. We are not crooks. <laughs> but also, someone on this text chain seemed to be especially concerned about sperm whales and giant squids, <laughs> which they should be. Like, sure, like can't one of those things just eat this thing? I've seen, I've seen maps from 1802. I know they exist there. <laughs> They don't show us the entire text back and forth, but the, the main one is from Stockton Rush, and it says this. Yeah, very stupid. The pressure is over 100 million pounds. No sperm whale or squid is ever going to be able to mess with the sub. While there's obviously risk, 
it's way safer than flying in a helicopter or even scuba diving. There hasn't been even an injury in 35 years in a non-military sub. I'll send an email with what happened when a swordfish attacked Alvin. Stockton. That's I, not Alvin, a submarine. Wait, wait. wait. <laughs> Who is Alvin? And yeah, when are we going to find out what happened when a swordfish attacked him? That is the only question any of us should have right now. Who the fuck is Alvin and what happened to him? What Where's Simon in all of this? <laughs> oh, I loved that show. What? What a... What was he fighting the swordfish with a rapier? Was it what? What is this? Yeah, that's a wild text to get. I would all. I am on Jay Bloom's side. I'd be like, no, I'm all right. Trapped yeah. with this guy. Yeah. This is another quote from Jay Bloom. He sort of had this predisposition that it was safe, and anybody who disagreed with him, he felt it was just a differing opinion. He also said that Stockton Rush flew a home-built plane all the way to Vegas to try and talk him into going on this voyage. That also was confusing. Now, I mean, that's did he thing. make There's it out of, like, like, a plane-building kit? Or... Yeah, did he make the plane? Probably, yeah. Well, point being, that's a pre-made, like, yeah, that's a pre- it's a kit, meaning it, it's been made by people that know what they're doing, presumably. Yeah. So you just paint by numbers, put it together, and boom, fly. It's not like this submersible which is like, no one has really done this before, so we're kind of making this up, and here's... Was was the plane powered by a PlayStation controller or an N64 controller? That's what well, I like. It seems like they're a pretty common thing. Like, I Googled oh. it, and yeah. There's, yeah. there's an article about 17 plane kits for under $25,000. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh. a, it's like a rickety-ass doctor killer plane, but... Oh, it is, but... Again, but it's, rich plane, it's rich It's not really that expensive, shit. though. It's rich pe- people shit, and also this is uh, this has been flown. More, this model has been flown more than ten times, right? You know, <laughs> successfully. Otherwise, it would be a fucking kit. And I mean, so, my brain thought of like a cartoon plane, like kind yeah. of like rickety pulling into his driveway. Yeah, and Jay Bloom's yeah, he's like, like, he's like, oh, <laughs> the propeller's not working, and as yeah. it is flying, you just install a new one and just fl- yeah. just move it by hand until it finally goes. Is that the spruce also, goose? Yeah, also, why did why did this guy need Jay Bloom to be on it? Like, what was like, wouldn't well, you, why was he, he like nobody? $500,000. But it sounds is... like he didn't have a hard time selling it before other people were signing up. I bet he had kind of a hard time. Because mm. this is so up a rich person's alley. Yeah. And like, there are multiple stories about people who are like, of course I told him no. You serious? Oh. Why would I want to get on that thing? That's nuts. Yeah, and, and then immediately after, it's like, well, did you have a fun time? Would you like to invest? Yeah, mm. you know? and you also have to take into account that they had competitors whose vessels were approved by regulatory bodies. Hey, so, like, the there we go. The smarter thing to do as a rich person would just be to get on one of those. So this guy, yeah, he probably had to do a lot of in-person sales shit to make this happen. Maybe which... wanted to prove Alvin wrong or something. I don't know. Oh, oh, Alvin. I need the Alvin and the Swordfish story so bad. Did you Google it? No. Cam, I'll do it no. right now. <laughs> you didn't deserve <laughs> what happened to Alvin and the... You didn't? Alvin, I didn't Alvin, you Google Alvin, everything. Alvin, fish. Yeah, at, at, at Kim, 90%. Ah! Oh, it's a real thing. In 1967, the submarine Alvin was attacked by a swordfish. <laughs> Oh, it's a oh, submarine. It's I a thought sub. it was a dude. Boo. That's different. Yeah. Yeah, it's not as exciting. I thought it would be like this guy it like mm. swam out. Yeah. Also, and- can I get can I get like a sorry, Kim, we were making fun of you about the Googling that it probably wasn't gonna be in the Google statement I'm somewhere sorry, from one of you. It was no. in the Google, you're right. You guys are being a little mean about that. I'm not going to apologize. I just thought <laughs> Alvin and the Swordfish would be more of a children's book title than anything. You should write it. I'll illustrate it. The submarine was piloted by children. (laughs) Yeah. That's why Alvin. And it's a talking submarine named Alvin. Yeah, he figured he could take him. So, of (laughs) course, James Cameron has something to say about this. And that sounds like me making a joke. But no, James Cameron actually spends a lot of time in the ocean, like way down at the bottom. Back in 2012, he piloted a craft called the Deep Sea Challenger to the literal deepest part of the ocean. He is one of very few human beings to have ever been to that point in the ocean. 
He also said he made Titanic mostly because he wanted to see the wreckage of the Titanic. This is a quote. I made Titanic because I wanted to dive to the shipwreck, not because I particularly wanted to make the movie. The Titanic <laughs> is the Mount Everest of shipwrecks. And as a diver, I wanted to do it right. When I learned some other guys had dived to the Titanic to make an IMAX movie, I said, I'll make a Hollywood movie to pay for an expedition and do the same thing. I love that first taste and I wanted more. And since then, he has made more than 30 trips to the wreckage of the Titanic. He spent a lot of the 13 years between the Avatar movies in the ocean, like doing research because a lot of Avatar 2 takes place underwater. So he knows some shit about what happened here. Like, it seems weird, but James Cameron is kind of an authority on stuff like this. And he says the problem, and this makes a lot of sense, was that this ship had a carbon fiber hull. And this is his quote. Sorry, it's kind of long. <laughs> you don't use composites for vessels that are seeing external pressure. They're great for internal pressure vessels like scuba tanks, for example, but they're terrible for external pressure. This was trying to apply aviation thinking to a deep submergence engineering problem. We all said that it was, you know, a flawed idea and they didn't go through certification. I think that was a critical failure. The thing that's insidious here is the way these materials fail at pressure. They fail over time, each dive adds more and more microscopic damage. So, yes, they operated the sub safely at Titanic last year and the year before, but it was only a matter of time before it caught up with them. And that is why that ship probably did not go through certification. Agreed. Which, I mean, I don't know. Who do you sue? The guy who you would sue is he died in the ship, I guess. Also, you they all signed waivers. So that like. Yeah. Waivers that were literally like, you're going to die. So fine. Uh, I, I know this ocean gate should no longer be a business. Yeah, I doubt it will be there. I didn't ended up not putting it in the notes, but one of the stories we were going to talk about is how like every company that does this has like canceled all their expeditions for like the next couple of years. What I don't sure. understand, like when I first heard about this, I thought going down there is like unheard of really dangerous, really hard. And then the more you look into it, it's like, no, lots of people who do this. This particular company just was like, let's make it even more crazy for some reason that we didn't need to do. Like, I thought yeah. it was like. I, I remember when they found, they first found the wreckage of the Titanic because it was for a long time so deep down there that we couldn't get to it. Like robots had to go down there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was like 85, something like that. When yeah. we finally discovered the wreckage, and yeah, people have been going back ever since. Here's the thing that's telling to me. James Cameron is goddamn insane. He really is. I, I cannot stress enough how crazy that this man is. He, to, to give you a little <laughs> bit of a, of a backstory, how he became a filmmaker was he was just so obsessed with film as a truck driver he drove trucks to USC film school and photocopied the books to study film that way. And thus he is an obsessive man and he, he is hard driven. And yes, he is a creative visionary and all the complimentary things. But the fact is, is that he is so nuts that he looked at this particular expedition and said, that's too crazy for someone like me to agree to do. Jesus. And that tells me everything. <laughs> you know, yeah. if the crazy guy says that shit's nuts, Which, that's when yeah. you pay attention. And then the question is, who's really the crazy guy? Is it James Cameron or is it the people who went down in this? It's the people that went yeah. down. Uh, listen, the, the only thing that beats crazy is more crazy. But that's yeah. but you but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
I get why it's hard to feel sorry for these people. It's very hard because it is like they signed a waiver that was like, you're going to die. And they were like, all right, well, here's my money. You know what I mean? Like, it's real. It, it like, and I'm a very empathetic human and I, I'm having well, let's a, make it, let's make it easier. Let's okay. talk about Suleiman Dawood, the 19 year old who was yeah. aboard this vessel. One of the really tragic aspects there, CNN interviewed his mom, Christine Dawood. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to be on this ship at first. They booked this trip back in 2019. And at the time, Suleiman was too young to go on the trip. I think you have to be over 18. And then COVID happened and mm-hmm. it delayed this trip by a bunch of years. And by the time it came around to them being able to do it, Suleiman decided he wanted to go. And his mom, this is a quote, I stepped back and gave the space to Suleiman because he really wanted to go. I was really happy for them because both of them, they really wanted to do that for a very long time. And she talks about how Suleiman was obsessed with the Rubik's Cube and took one down there with him so he could solve it on the floor of the ocean. She and Suleiman's 17-year-old sister were both on the support ship when this happened. So they like... All made the trip. The other half of the family was on the boat when these two went down. And the fact that there's a kid involved, like, yeah, yeah, obviously makes this. That's going to haunt her for the rest of her life. But it doesn't it it pisses me off because it's like, why didn't you read? Why would you send your kid down? How much more expensive could a safe Titanic trip be? You know what I mean? I mean, yes, of course, I feel sad for them. Of course, you know me. Of course, I'm sad. But I also am like mad. Take into account that they did have Stockton Rush, obviously, in their ear, assuring them that yeah. this was safe. And they're like, we've done it. Been easily the Bloom family too. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it is, I know it's, it's just such a weird, like I just, you're, but you're absolutely right, Kim. This is, a, this is incredibly complicated. Yeah. It's not, it's yeah. And, and to manage feelings regarding this. And, and it, now it, you're, you're allowed to be sad and angry at the same time, empathetic and angry at the same time. Yeah. That's now how I feel. Thank let's you. Let's make it a little more complicated. Because I mentioned up top that this kind of ties into a joke that I've been doing for years. It actually started as a cracked article that I wrote in like 2013, 2014. But the whole premise of that article and the whole premise of the joke is, and I'm not going to like do the bit. uh, Damn, I was really hoping you would. But the whole point is like when rich people go on these elaborate and expensive adventures and inevitably get lost. Why is it always our responsibility to bail them out? Like the example I use in the joke is this couple that let their 14 year old daughter sail around the world by herself. Jesus Christ. And she like broke down twice and had to go send the coast guard to go get her. And like one of the punchlines is, you know, I'm not saying we should have left her there, but should we have just left her there? Because, like, her parents obviously had send your daughter on a boat around the world money. You should have rescue your daughter from the ocean money. And if you don't, then you just never had the money for either of those things. And you just didn't realize it. And this is, like, this is that joke. Like, this is, yeah, this is that question. And it's not me saying, like, I'm not the only one asking this question. We'll link to a couple different articles about it. There's one estimate that the search and rescue operation here is going to cost about $1.5 million, and that will be taxpayer money. And oh, it makes me so angry. The, there's an NPR article that we'll link to that brings up a really good example of why people make this argument. There was a guy named Steve Fawcett, who was a swashbuckling millionaire adventurer whose plane went missing over a Nevada mountain range in 2007. We had to launch a search and rescue operation to go look for him. And it was the third rescue mission that had been launched on this rich man's behalf. All of them funded by taxpayer money. It seems like an insensitive question, but I honestly don't think it is. And for the Coast Guard's part, like, of course, their stance is, well, we don't put a cost 
on the value of a human life. Nor like, should we're, they. We're going to go out and do the job. And it's like, that's not what we're asking, Coast Guard. We know you're going to go out and save this person regardless of who pays. The question is who pays after. And in a situation like this, if you have money to send tourists to the bottom of the fucking ocean to see the Titanic, we don't need that. You're not doing science. You're not doing society a service. When it's literally a private industry. It's a private industry for rich people who thrive on adrenaline and danger and risk. And when that risk goes wrong, I'm sorry, but someone other than taxpayers should have to pay for it. Yeah. Don't but, they have insurance? Isn't this why they have insurance? Like I, I it, insurance should be a question also. And these are the, it is a hard question to bring up in a situation like this because we are fresh off of this tragedy. But I think the fact that it is like all billionaires and they spent what? $1.25 million. Well, no, it would have been a million dollars because I doubt the CEO paid to be on there. Like a cumulative million dollars to get down there. Like that's that's a $500,000 net loss for the taxpayers. Like it's going to cost $1.5 million. Like I don't think it's, it's an not. insensitive question. I, I, like no one asks are... these rich people to go to the bottom of the ocean. And these are the same people that don't pay taxes who look at poor people and say, you know, pick yourself up by the bootstraps, even though I was born into this. It makes me so angry because these are the same people who have zero empathy for poor people, for kids whose parents who were born into poverty, who can't afford college, Internet to just learn basic shit at school. Like there were stories during COVID. I'm so this is what makes me so angry. There are stories during I'm COVID that a mom who works at Taco Bell couldn't get time off. So her kid had to come to Taco Bell with the janky laptop that she was able to afford. But there wasn't good enough Internet for him to go to Zoom school. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it makes me and it's like. I would be cool with us paying for that if I if we also had universal health care. If there were like it, it makes me so angry. And yeah. I don't think it's and I know we're fresh off of that. Sorry, I was really quiet and light until now, but it, we're fresh <laughs> off the tragedy. But no, no, if you if if you're gonna go down and spend a million dollars, you pay the insurance to get your ass out of there or get your ass rescued. Not not the people who can barely pay their taxes you know what i mean there are people barely could pay their taxes and i, I agree with you uh kim so angry i'm sorry is, no it's fine uh, you have every right to be angry uh i i agree that this is i i'm coming i'm i agree to a point that this is a systematic issue yes overall uh at their I don't know the opinions of those five people of the poors or whatever. There's presumption, obviously, uh, and, yeah. and all that. Honestly, they they live uh, apparently live a lifestyle in which they could just live in ignorance of everything else. But what mm. I do know is this, is that we were able to set aside taxpayer money to do that type of thing, which we should be able to rescue anyone of any class of any kind. I mean, yes. you know. We all grew up, uh, all three of us here grew up in the 80s. We heard about the little Jessica and the well story and all that and all the resources used to just for something small like that. I see that as choices made aside a similar deal and prices aside a similar deal. So I don't think the real question is whether or not we should use taxpayer money to get these billionaires out of the gates. It's more of we should be taxing these millionaires so that one yes. they could they don't need to be able to afford to do such nonsense yes. two if they do such nonsense we can easily afford it after after we fix everything else that needs to be fixed yeah. i mean and, yes. and it's clear to me that you know with all of our you know this this is a bit of a tangent but we invest so much in the military that no we the we have the money the money is there for yes. all these little things we just need to be smarter about where we're just uh, where we're distributing yeah. it and make it an equal playing field i think that's a different argument yes. though. like we obviously need to overhaul taxes but i think this is way simpler than that like i feel like this should work the way speeding tickets should work like if you're in a situation in life where paying a speeding ticket is going to like 
cripple you financially and cause all of your outstanding checks to bounce and things of the like, you should have to pay a very small amount for that speeding ticket. If you're a billionaire and you get pulled over going 130 miles an hour in your fucking Ferrari, you should get a $150,000 speeding ticket. Like it should impact everyone's life negatively or no one's life Mm. negatively. And that's not how it works now. Same thing here. Are you a fucking poor person who is down by the Titanic because it's the only place your janky ass Taco Bell laptop would work so you can go to school? Cool. We will pay to rescue you. Are you a billionaire? Your offspring's getting a fucking bill for that rescue operation. Like, I think it's as simple as that. Like in a situation like this, yes, we're obviously not going to leave people there to die. And we do have taxpayer money to finance stuff like this, but pay it back. Fucking pay it back. Or tax those people. Tax those people. People are getting rescued on money that's not theirs, that they didn't pay into. Even then, even if we're taxing them appropriately, if you can still afford to do shit like this, nope, you've got to pay to get yourself rescued. I just want at minimum uh, whoever the fuck to step in and just dissolve, uh, dissolve Ocean Gate and then the taxpayers get whatever assets are left. They don't get a fucking dime. I know it's not, <laughs> it's but not that's how it mean, should happen. You all know this what I mean? stuff we're saying is is never going to happen. All this yeah. stuff that we're oh, like, of course, it's... but you know, that's but that's the thing is like they're the ones that did the massive fuck up. They're the ones that ignored everything. They're the, it's, honestly, it is their deaths are on their heads, and there should be, yeah. and that seems to be the justice. They shouldn't, they shouldn't have a PPP. They had a PPP loan for fuck's sake. They should have yeah. to pay that back on top oh, of Oh, absolutely. Else. I don't think they had to, right? That was one, another thing I read. Yeah, they didn't have to do that. And, you know, they were looking for fucking replacement employees. I think too. that's also why the jokes and the insensitivity are coming about. Because, like you said, we are. This is such a systemic problem that no the jokes are about capitalism and yeah how the, they don't give like a the, fuck about you yeah, yeah well, the people that are like the people making them it's like well they don't yeah that it's about capitalism and it's hard to feel empathy for these people who don't pay the taxes and as a human of course thinking about them down there i hope that they had no idea that thing was about to explode that's awful yeah. or implode that's awful but well i think the other reason the jokes are happening is because this is that whole libertarian ideal coming home to roost. That is, yeah. this is, oh, what, what, why so many regulations? Like, why fuck, do we have fuck libertarians. restrictions on the free market and people's ability to create? And this is why, this yeah. is why you go through a regulatory body before you take a 19 year old kid down to the wreckage of the Titanic. Yeah. This is fucking why. And yes, it's a tragedy, but also we fucking told you so. Like, this is what happens when you strip those regulations away. People fucking die. So, yep. yeah, I, I mean, people are going to have to be prepared that, like, this is, like, the defining war of American civilization right now. People are going to have to expect that there's going to be strong feelings on both sides. Yeah. No, I would love to meet a libertarian that has never used a public road, never gone to a library. Every never. libertarian I know is kind of an idiot. I know, I know, like four, and everything they say, I'm like, I feel like you don't know what you're talking about at all. Yeah, I remember that's a blanket statement. I know, but the pure, four I pure, know. Yeah. Well, under pure libertarianism, <laughs> no, uh, none of them would reach past infancy. There was a yes. interview with <laughs> Tim Allen. I remember once. And he was talking about paying taxes and he was like, yeah, man, I remember like in my 20s, I was just, you know, all I was doing was just being a comic, traveling around, telling jokes. I felt like I wasn't really draining that much from society. Why should I have to pay taxes? And it's like you heard the part about traveling on roads, right? Like fucking taxpayer money gets you to your bullshit comedy shows where you can inform on your friends for selling cocaine. You fucking rat. Yeah. Did he do that? God, I love it when you're mad about something random I don't know about. (laughs) The the old clip of Craig T. Nelson. I was on unemployment. No one helped me. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) So dumb. It's so dumb. Unemployment. No one helped me. (laughs) You're a dumb person. Like every after that, I would just zone out. Everything you say after that, I can't. I can't even give punch for saying something like that. 
yeah that they're in a position where they can afford to be ignorant now which is honestly yeah. i think the main the the main vein of this entire we all story is is that they could afford to be ignorant about the the video game controller about the safety regulations mm -hmm. about whatever it's again it's rich it's it's this is it this is a tragedy this it, we're allowed to be sad for the lives that were lost but the if there is some lesson if there is anything to be learned about this it's millionaire hubris costs lives yeah mm -hmm. it's a tragedy that we are just like almost every other tragedy we are right to ask questions about yes. agreed it and why it happened and how if it happened and how we deal avoid... with it in the aftermath yeah. and how to avoid it in the future it's yes. all tragedies yeah. sort of yeah. make it force us to ask questions about our society and why something like this was able to take place right going from like shootings to this to just every big tragedy is like well, how do we get here and with something like this question about well, who should pay for the rescue? I know there's going to be some people listening to this who are like, well, okay, that's a valid question, but now's not the time. You're not going to be thinking about this a week from now. Like this will be complete. The next like, thing will have. You'll have to be now, reminded in a year end listicle that this happened by the time the end of the year rolls around. We have to talk about it right now. This school yeah, shooting else? was such a tragedy, but now is not the time to discuss gun control yeah, or anything like that. Absolutely the time to discuss it's, gun control. Exactly. It, you know, it's, yeah, the, it's only... the same argument. It's it's using, yeah. it, you know, uh, obviously we need to process grief, both the individuals do and as a collective we need to. But again, questions need to be asked and action needs to be done. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's, that's our episode, right? We did it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you want? I felt it. like okay. I wanted to end feeling good, but I don't think there's a way to do that. You wanted to end feeling good talking about feel... the Titan submersible implosion. I know, but I'm sad. Okay. Yeah, I know that there was no way to do that, but yeah, that um, you I, wanted I mean... this to end on a, a happy note reminds me of comedian Ralphie May. Uh, rest yeah. in peace. I saw him do jokes in Madison, Wisconsin. It was right around the time of the Malaysia Airlines, the second Malaysia Airlines crash. Mm -hmm. And he was like, man, that's a real PR nightmare. I, I have a suggestion for them. They should just change their, their tagline to Malaysia Airlines. We build reefs. <laughs> that's really good. Job, job. Very good job. <laughs> I, I mean, the fact that, that it's job. called the Titan Submersible, going to see the Titanic leads me to believe that there will be some millionaire out there that will create another submersible to try to find the submersible that tried to find the Titanic. And it's going to be shortened to just the tit. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. That's, that I makes like me that. feel good too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you both. You made me, you, you made it a little lighthearted. We're going to call this episode traveling on the tit. There we Actually, go. We're not. Yes. We're not. Oh. Oh, oh, I got so excited, but we are going to wrap this episode up. Thank you both so much. I appreciate it. I already plugged our store at the beginning of this, so I'm going to do the right thing and not plug anything else. Kim, do you have anything to plug? I love how that's the right thing. I don't, <laughs> I'm going to do the right thing. <laughs> I feel like I'm ethical about my plugs. You are very ethical about your plugs. Um, thanks for having me. I love this. Uh, I, yeah, I think uh, follow me on all the socials, K-Y-M-K-R-A-L. I have a podcast called Crawl Space, K-R-A-L. Space, S-P-A-C-E, not space. I don't know why I find that so confusing. Um, and then I also wrote a book, uh, Confessions of a Recovering Party Girl. And I'm working on the audio book and I'm hoping that'll be out. It's very tedious. I'm hoping it'll be out soon, but I don't, don't hold your breath for a little bit. Yeah, but... making an audio book's tedious? Come yeah. On. Do you know how many clicks I have? And I'm like, per like I like. I don't know any of those things, but I know I'm sure it's a nightmare. <laughs> or you're not you popping those keys. Oh, what do I have to plug? Uh, follow me on Twitter because uh, Adam won't invite me on Blue Sky uh, at yeah. Eric W. Varnes uh, and uh, maybe an Instagram. If that happens, I'll let you all know. Uh, please uh, watch old clips of myself and friend of the pod, Rivers Langley, doing commentary for Wrestling Pro Wrestling. Uh, and uh, on top of that, uh, if you're into some more news, uh, I'm now a writer for some more news. So watch some more oh. news on YouTube and but 
in order to get links and to figure out where I'm performing, what I'm doing next, and all that type of stuff, if you're interested at all, uh, add Eric W. Barnes on Twitter until I can find another place to hop over. All right. Yeah. I'm yeah, gonna get one I of those. I'm, I think I'm that's it. One. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. I, I just, <laughs> I just, want, well, I wanted to, I wanted to plug your shirts, Adam, because I want to get one of those. You didn't even like the shirt shirts. I plugged them. Right. No one's listening anymore. I already plugged the shirts. Well, I'm I want the shirt. Again. I want a shirt. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Kim, say goodbye. Goodbye. Eric, say goodbye. Bye, bye, everybody. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. Let's go,